Hi, this is Mini here, and you are listening to a podcast brought to you by Green Story Media. Today, let us look at the low carbon transport in India and are electric vehicles really the answer to the decarbonization of India's transport sector? You may think that the switch to electric vehicles is an inevitable prospect. With the amount of mind space that is driving this change, both in the media and in the government, it makes sense to get a closer look at facts. Let us first start with some basic information. Globally, transport accounts for 23% of the energy-related CO2 emissions that feed global warming. Carbon emissions from the sector are estimated to grow faster than most other sectors in the coming future. Therefore, decarbonization of transport has seen a growing sense of seriousness among policymakers and is now being viewed as an essential means to achieve the global climate change mitigation targets. India is the world's third largest emitter of greenhouse gas emissions, and its national actions will significantly impact the abatement of persisting emissions. India is also a party to the 2016 Paris Agreements and has made commitment to reducing emissions by one-third of its previous levels of 2005 by the year 2030. The transport sector in India is presently powered almost entirely by carbon-intensive gasoline-based fuels. This is about 18% of the net emissions from the entire Indian economy in a year. The sector is largely oil-dependent and accounts for 13% of the country's energy-related CO2 emissions. While these numbers are extremely high, they are still well below the highest emitters such as China and the United States. So should one be worried? Yes, because this is likely to change in a big way in the future. A global carbon project report, out in 2018 points out, that India's carbon emissions are rising, more than twice as fast as the global rise. As many would know, the per capita ownership of vehicles is very low in India, even including that of goods and public transport. The average percentage of households that own a car in India stands at 7.5% and that of those who own a two-wheeler stands at 49.5%. As per the government figures, there are some 280 million registered vehicles on the Indian roads. It could be considered still low perhaps to service a 1.4 billion population. But the fact is, the economy is growing, the population is growing and the ownership of vehicles has grown quickly in the last decade and is well slated to grow in the next one too. Let us explain this through some numbers. As per the figures put out by Siamp Society for Indian Automobile Manufacturers, the automobile sales in India is at an average of 21.5 million plus units in the last six years, including that of the two years of pandemic when the sales fell over 20%. In fact, the sales from the high of 26 million in 2017-18 fell to 20 million units in 2021-22, but is set to rise again. Going by many indications, the growth is normalizing in India. If the automobile sector start to add 25 to 30 million vehicles every year, from here on, then, we are talking about anywhere between 250 to 300 million new vehicles on the road by the close of this decade. Accounting for some residue of the existing fleet of vehicles already on the roads, India could be competing with China for the largest share of vehicles on its roads in the world by 2030. 
So what does this mean for India? In the business as usual scenario, it would mean that the country's busy roads will further choke to a stall with this increase in vehicles, but there are other worries. The bigger problem is that of air quality, what China is seemingly in control of and what India is woefully short on for the moment. As per WHO estimates, in a report in 2016, 10 out of the 20 most polluted cities in the world are in India. This study is based on the concentrations of PM2.5 emissions in the air which is most harmful to human health. India was ranked the fifth most polluted country by WHO in 2019, in a report which said that 21 among the top 30 most polluted cities in the world were in India. The Indian cities, on an average, exceeded the WHO threshold on air quality parameters by an alarming 500%. The quality of air is already at the threshold of toxic on an average, in the cities and towns of a densely populated country. So all this development and increase in the number of vehicles could be a double whammy for human health for a country like India, if there is no serious control on the emissions. Varun Agrawal of Breathe Easy Consultants, who work on the air quality problems in Delhi and NCR, calls this a national emergency. He says, the problem is huge and is not just restricted to the metros of Delhi, Bangalore and Mumbai. He believes and demonstrates graphically from a map that the entire northern Gangetic plains of the Indian subcontinent, including even some higher reaches of that area, suffers from poor air quality. He cites long-term health concerns for people exposed to this quality of air on a daily basis, causing the particulate matter to enter not only the human lungs, but also the bloodstream, which then leads to a systemic organ deterioration. He says that in other countries, when the outdoor air pollution is approaching 50 microns per cubic meter of air, it is a red flag, while in India it is business as usual, when the figures are even over 100, at various places in the country on a regular basis. Now, this coming from an homegrown expert is bad news. So what is the answer? And more importantly, what is the response from the government on this critical matter? It would be fair to say that the government is definitely seized of the matter. India's transport policies have evolved rapidly over the last two decades. While the Environment Protection Act was formulated in 1986 and the Motor Vehicles Act in 1988, the exigencies of present times rapidly led to rejig of policies from 2001 onwards. Two important ones in the context of this piece are the National Urban Transport Policy NUTP 2006 and the National Electric Mobility Mission Plan NEMMP 2013. Further, the faster adoption and manufacturing of hybrid and electric vehicles fame, was introduced in 2015 to reduce the initial purchasing costs and early adoption of EVs and hybrid vehicles. This was followed by FAME 2 in 2019. In the last couple of years, the government has zeroed in on a mitigation strategy to combat pollution in a big way. It is a four-pronged one. They are 1. Modal shift to greener transport. 
2. Improving vehicular efficiency. 3. Electric vehicles. And 4. Biofuels. Let us examine each of them separately and with their respective challenges in the next part of this podcast. Until then goodbye.